Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. We're here. We're in the basement. It's raining in Minnesota because it's March. I'm waiting for this fucking foot of snow to come. It's going to happen. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to, it's going to be a stellar week and get a lot of riding in. Hopefully, um, I'm getting shit down my Baker's bike. I went the, I went on Saturday with my buddy Lee. I had to show him kind of the good place to get material and metal. He's built, he's the one a lot of people see with a stage six build on a Peugeot that, um, I think he's going to end up just bringing his bike over one of these days and I'm going to hang the body for him because Lee is a self-taught machinist. He's a chemical engineer. So he thinks like an engineer, which is awesome because I'm having him build some parts for my Baker's dozen bike. But then you got the hack fabricator like me that will just make some shit and stick it on a moped. And then I got to figure out how to make that work. So we kind of melt each other's um, building styles into one, which is rad because we'll just, I'll figure out how to mount his body. And if it's right, it's right. If, uh, if it's not, I'll make it right. Cause that's how I does. Um, yeah. And I just sat there and stared at my seat. I finally figured out how I was going to mount my tank because I, I got some comments this past week about my um, CB 71 CB 750 tank. And I didn't necessarily clarify on the Instagram page, second chance pod. Again, that is second chance pod fuel. If you want to keep up to date on everything, second chance subscribe. It'll be great. Um, even though we got two episodes left, but I'll still update that with moped stuff. But I determined how I was going to mount that all the way, which made me fucking happy. And it all worked out. And then I sat and kind of, I had my seat mounted. It was just sitting there for, and I just looked at the thing for like, I swear to God, an hour and a half. And then I just started grabbing metal off my shelf and just start sticking shit on and just start cutting stuff to clear it and fix it and cut and fix and clear and then having to run to the hardware store for bolts and nuts and then fucking magically it all came together. And then I remembered, oh shit, I got to fucking record a podcast. And for some reason, my Instagram messenger isn't notifying me when I have messages anymore. And I look, I'm like, oh shit. And my guest this week is on the left coast. So I always fuck up the time zones. So I'm thinking it's like three hours ahead of me. It's two hours ahead of me, but whatever. Hold on. Hold on. Second chance. Jimmy, Jimmy forgot something. Had to get that coffee in there. But yes, we're here. We're in the basement. We're talking mopeds. Um, this has been a fucking rad journey, everyone. Um, couple weeks we're gonna be at moped spring break it's gonna be fun um we'll be safe but i'm still gonna fucking run and hug and jump on everybody because i'm gonna be so excited to ride mopeds again um but this week is me i'm just fucking really hyped up because you guys have no clue the engineering feat i had to do to figure out how to mount that seat on the like i'm joking with a lot of people I'm stuffing 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag on this bike. So it's just, and then I got, I'm going to do all the priming and sealing on it, but then I'm going to have the best painter anywhere. Um, paint it for me. Kevin Knudsen solvent for solvent water for water. There's not a better painter out there. Like hands down, Kevin's the best. And Kevin's like a big brother to me. 
Um, as I jokingly say, he used to have Rick Hendrick call him up, try to come work at his dealerships. Kevin didn't want to leave Iowa, so he's got that handicap against him. But enough about me, enough about my builds. I'm just really fucking excited about this whole process. But we're going to get to my guest this week. My guest reached out to me uh, on my um, email, second chance moped, second chance moped at gmail.com, and just kind of gave me a little bit of a story, which I love to hear people's moped stories. And that's why I did this was to be a not, I fucking sound cheesy as shit when I say this, but to be a positive thing in the moped community. Um, I got some more about that later, but, and I just like to hear the stories. I like to hear about other places because, you know, it's just like riding your normal routes. It gets boring after a while. I want new, I want substance. So I'm going to have my guest introduce himself and tell us where, who he is and where he's from. Uh, hi, my name is Matt Mann. Uh, we're, I'm with Moped Head. My wife, Melanie, is here. She's also with Moped Head. Hey, uh, Melanie. Current- hi, Matt. <laughs> Oakland, California. Uh, but we started our second chapter of Moped Head in San Jose, California, originally, uh, back in 06. Right on, right on. Um, well, and all right, so we're going to go through your journey, Matt um, and Melanie. This is cool. going to be hard. It's Melanie, correct? Yeah, you can call me Mel. Okay, I'm going to fuck it up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Just yeah. don't be afraid to say your name in the third person every once in a while. Well, Melanie or Matt did this because I will I, I will never forget a goddamn face, and that's a curse of my life. Yeah, It's crazy, um, but I will always forget a name. So I'll forget. <laughs> I'll remember the face, forget a name. So, like, I have stopped at this point of going up to people in random places. Aren't you so-and-so from what's and what? And I'm batting like 30% in my life. Like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, ah, and they're like Jim Henry. I'm like, yep. And so whatever, but Matt and Melanie, um, here on second chance, a moped podcast, we go through people's moped journeys. What happened? I eat the very first time they saw a moped to jumping on smile ride middle part of their journey. And what it's like today. So we'll just kind of go with Matt right now, Matt, what was your very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but just conceptually knowing that's a moped. Uh, when I was 16, I was living in Brussels, Belgium, and uh, I had schoolmates that had mopeds. And uh, a bunch of us stoners used to hang out after school, and they would ride down to the spot. Nice. So, Stop. I've got a question. Uh, yeah. How do you pronounce it? Pook or pah? I pronounce it pook. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the young Jake, <laughs> young Jake in Minnesota. I've got a Jake. I'm going to find your mom and ask her to pronounce it for me. She's actually Austrian and she, and know it, she knows how to pronounce it correctly. So I want to fucking hear it from a goddamn Austrian, how they pronounce pook. He goes, it's pretty close to pook, but it, she throws this weird thing at the end with it. But she goes, he goes, I can't do it. But anyways, Matt, uh, you're in Brussels. You're in Brussels, correct? Yeah, I was in Brussels. I was uh, 96. I was 16. I was going to school there because my mom had a job there and that's right. Good, good stuff. So I got to live with her. Okay, right on, right on. Dude, that's fucking rad. You got to live overseas. Like, I am still a dork from Southern Minnesota that's finally got out of the Midwest the last 10 years. But so you're smoking, you're, you're chilling with the boys. You saw some mopeds. What was your impressions of them? I thought they were pretty cool. Like, uh, I had, I had a friend that had it like a, 
dirt bike. I had a friend that had a scooter and I had these two guys that had mopeds. I have no idea what they were, you know, thinking back on it, but, um, I thought theirs were pretty cool because they were pedal start. Um, not that their bike started easy or anything, but <laughs> I just thought it was cool, you know, like, um, I didn't see a moped again though, until actually 2006, uh, probably around the summer. And then, you know, that's when the smile ride happened and stuff. Well, watch it. Where, where were you at in 2006 then? I mean, uh, you seem like a traveling man, if you will. So, um, I wanted to be fucking witty there. Laugh at my jokes. Don't laugh at my stupidity. Um, but so you saw, you got 2006. Where were you at? Uh, I was in San Jose, California. Okay. Uh, and the whole thing, what, what happened was, uh, so a little backstory is Moped had started originally in 0203 in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there was originally like eight, nine, 10 guys. And they were basically like a squatter, uh, squatter crew. And, you know, they got these mopeds and they would travel around Europe and squat where they could. And, you know, just kind of like live that kind of like nomad life. Yeah. Yeah, um, dude. Like that's fucking, that's really so- rad. <laughs> So, um, and let's see, I think around 05, 05, yeah, 04, 05, somewhere in there. Um, one of the guys was from San Jose, California. So he ended up moving back. And, uh, when he was here, he still had the itch. So he looked up on Craigslist. He found some guy that had a, a it was the two speed pook to MK. Um, and it was C's. And so was he bought the, the top tank. No, it was the, the step through the maxi. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, so he got that bike. He, uh, you know, he pounded the piston free, got it running. And basically, uh, there was a bunch of us guys living at a house, like a punk house. And he brought it over and was like, check this out. And so uh, a bunch of us took rides and we were like, you know, th- some of us were totally hooked. Yeah, yeah. Were you one of those guys that got on and fucking destroyed yeah. your life? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, a little backstory. I think I've got it right is. Well, why don't you just keep on talking? Were you obviously, I think you and I kind of live similar lifestyles. Um, if you're living at a punk house, punk house with like 10 people, you got no money. So are you looking for a moped at this point or what's, what's the story? Um, yeah, like I, I didn't have a lot of money. Um, wasn't, it was only like four dudes and only like two of us really got into the mopeds. And then Andy lived, Andy, uh, droidy. He lived in another house, but he, you know, he put all his tools there and stuff. But um, Droid's the one from Europe that that came that from San Jose that went to Europe and came back and just totally destroyed it. And (laughs) he pretty much would just crash at your house like all the time. And it just it just just blew up. Yeah. So um, one of our members was coming off of um, some like major life changes. Yeah. um, so he really dived hard into the mopeds and then, um, I dove hard into, but I didn't have any money. So I really didn't have a lot of mopeds. In fact, uh, my first moped was probably one I've seen on Instagram. That's all like purple and black. Mm-hmm. That was originally, you know, the, the yellow and white Hobbit. And I bought that for like 50 bucks. It was a total rust bucket. Yeah. Um, but I've been running until, you know, maybe like five years ago. <laughs> I carried this bike around with me for through many houses. And I was like, one day I'll make a run. I actually borrowed um, from our other member, Rob. I borrowed uh, a blue maxi for the first like year. And I just rode all over. 
Awesome, dude. Yeah. That's that's really rad. Now, 0506, you're in San Jose or San Diego? Yeah. What was that? San Jose. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, it's no big deal. Uh, I'm trying to actually look at your Instagram as we speak. Is I, I always like maybe it's my like weird ADD or whatever. I always try to make the puzzles fit. Now, is Los Chupacabres bumming around this area or were they in another city? They're in uh, L.A., which is in Southern California. Yeah, I know they're in L.A. now, but they were in San Diego or San Jose. Uh, One of the sand cities, I know that. Maybe um, San Diego. That's also uh, San south Diego. of L.A. Okay, okay, so, right on. That's right awesome. on. Uh, we were closest to the creatures in San Francisco. We okay. were miles away. Okay, that shows my geography knowledge of California. <laughs> right on okay now i know where you're at in the world like i whenever i hear the sand land i'm thinking like you're down near the okay um i'm a dork what can i say no worries yeah, yeah so you're you're young you're young in the moped game uh you bar you sound like i'm trying to get the timeline because i love my timelines um you bought a hobbit was that your first bike or what was your first bike you bought that ran and moved oh that ran and moved um. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just wondering how did you get in a moped gang or moped club without a moped if you will like talk about that progression well i mean we were all tight friends okay like i, I knew droid before before the whole moped thing i met him like in i don't know oh three oh four on one of its trips back to you know to visit in san jose and then uh he was part of the there's a whole crew in, in the south bay san jose area that's like a, a drinking crew if you will and uh so we all know each other through music and drinking mm -hmm. and uh, so i already knew all these people and even though i didn't have a moped personally that ran i was still a wrencher you know i have a mechanical background so i was still like this guy that was like I know how to fix this or I'm going to take a crack at it. And I wasn't, you know, like I didn't care. I was going to, I was going to go for it. I love to take shit apart and yeah. figure back together. So, I mean, I eventually got a moped. Uh, I had a Peugeot 102. I still have that bike. I gave it to my wife, but uh, that was my first moped that ran and moved. Is that because your wife is more patient and probably a little smarter and can figure out how to make the Peugeots run? Because no, I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it doesn't have that pivoting engine it's pretty simple um it never breaks down though yeah it's, it's a survivor it's just it lives forever and it's probably more reliable than my poop or my hobbit or, or your bicycles, bicycles yeah <laughs> you have the fucking anomaly then of peugeot's because like don't they just naturally they're those bikes are freaking rad and they're fast as fuck but like they break down but they're no motor mccain those are now, even worse the 102 i mean all i did was i put a, a delorto carb on it and back then uh, i listened to your other podcasts and, and people are talking about like the treats progression and yep. the 97 progression well um back in the day uh through 1977 you could order from delorto direct mm. and you would order this carb and it would come like fucking a month or two later <laughs> i i've heard stories like you would throw money out in the air 
and magically yeah. one day it would just randomly show up at your house is like oh i forgot about that like yes <laughs> <laughs> the 77 lottery and that's like yeah that's a whole nother uh, a blessing that i skipped out on but like i want to give I always try to be nice on my podcast and I want to give some people some pokes and jabs about their slow ass deliveries. It's nobody. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to pull back because (laughs) I'm going to pull back. That's all I'm going to say. Um, So you talk and it sounds like you were around during the evolution of treats and of the minute that 77 was in the Bay Bay area. How I find I find that so fucking I feel so lucky and privileged to be in the time that I am that like I can personally email and I'm not trying to name drop people. This is just fucking how my weird existence is. I email Benji, him and I talk. Um yeah. and he's always very fucking nice and he he's given me suggestions about a few things here and there. But what was that like in the early to mid 2000s like to see the evolution of just availability for parts like that's really fascinating to me um yeah it was definitely the beginning i remember um for myself and also talking to people that i would meet and it was like the availability of parts was hit or miss um and and what i you know like treats when i started shopping at treats they were on ebay and they had their own their own uh website um you know you always take a gamble when you're buying these like souped up parts for your bike. And, you know, for me, I would read the descriptions, you know, you really only had 77 and you had treats. There was some other ones like moped warehouse and some other oddball places. Uh, those were always sketched. I didn't order from them really, but you know, you would read that description and be like, I don't know. I think I'm going to think I'm going to try to make this work, you know, <laughs> but um, you know, seeing the progression of treats has been, has been pretty cool. Like, um, definitely would consider Benji, you know, a friend, I guess, you know, uh, we, when we started out, um, he's always been really supportive of moped head just to interject. And so when we first kind of came on, you know, he's such a, like a quiet person, his like personality type. And so I like Matt told me who he was. And I just remember thinking like, that's him. He's so, he's so like, you know, chill. And then, you know, you like unassuming. Yeah, he is super. Mm-hmm. And then you get to like, you know, party with someone, you ride with someone for a bunch of times. And then it's almost like you look forward to seeing them. And then there's the whole communicating for parts and hey, guess what? I got this. And he, you hear here, he knows that, you know, we are in the, in the market for a sprocket because this bike can't run or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was always like, kind of like an open, do- like open door. I mean, I would consider Benji like a friend that we don't see very often, but he's because of the moped connection that we have and how tight we were. I kind of see him a little bit like family, like everyone in moped had his family and like Benji's kind of just an extension of that. Yeah. And it's a weird thing with the community that I've noticed. And I've had a few relationships like this in life where I won't see somebody for eight months, a year, Either I'm driving into the city and I see them and we pick up on a conversation like we just saw each other last week. You know, yep. it's that's it's a weird thing with mopeds, which is rad. Um, well, let's get back to your your journey and like <laughs> I'm all wired up on coffee because I'm so like, as I said before, people, I figured out a puzzle this <laughs> afternoon, evening, like 
you have no clue how much I've been avoiding my shop to fucking not have to look at that bike. Um, but you've got the what? Let me let me refocus. Um, you're you're living in San Diego or San Diego or okay. San, San Jose? See, ignorant white boy from Southern Minnesota. Um, you're right. What's riding around like for you on an average? day in the early two th- mid 2000s like is it just kind of a beer run type of thing or is it like starting to get that like i find bliss and i find happiness when i do this it's both it's i mean yeah it's just a beer run was total bliss like yeah <laughs> when we started up we lived in an in a like industrial area of san jose so it was like one of those things where, like all these crazy businesses around i actually lived and worked on the same street like i mean like a 10 minute walk mm-hmm. but um we would get these bikes running like at one point we had 50 bikes in our backyard jesus of, like, this sounds very- terribly awesome <laughs> <laughs> disrepair or whatever um but we would get bikes running droid would show up with a bike and be like hey check this bike out and so you know whoever was available we would get on our bikes and we would fucking do laps around the block but it wasn't mm-hmm. just like you know your standard block it was like you know it had it had little twisties in it and it had like you know had some stop signs that you know if you were if you were watching out at the right spot you could run them and you know because you're on the right side of the road anyway and we would just do laps and we would race each other and you know it was that it was going to get beer jumps. it was oh we did we built a ramp we did jumps uh all kinds of shit like that and then we started um like going out and riding and uh we started meeting people our first connections were the mopheads also from san jose california um the mopheds <laughs> um let's just skip that yeah <laughs> no you guys are this is rad you guys are together you're like i generally don't and I don't care people, but generally I, it's one-on-one, but Melissa, when do you kind of, what, or is it Melanie? It's a M. I know it is. <laughs> it's Mel. Just God. what the hell Mel is a lot easier. Like, what the hell <laughs> Mel. When do you call it, like, it, just so we can kind of keep things flowing. When, like, oh. when do you two start dating is my question. Is it like year wise okay. or when I'm do you with- come in to. Okay, scene. I'm bad with like with years, but um, I'll answer your question. Um, You're not gonna work on this goddamn podcast, then. No, I'm fucking. With you. I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm, in the relationship, Matt's better with like dates. Um, Matt and I met through mutual friends. I think he explained how there's this crew in San Jose, which is like um, in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. in the southern part of the Bay Area, and in the crew, all these people who are like listen to like you know punk and metal and stuff. They're, um, you know, have friends who own the bars and stuff all around. We basically would like bike around our, with our bicycles and go like, you know, bar to bar to bar. And that crew ends up having so many different connections. That's kind of how, you know, Droid kind of is affiliated with, you know, we end up becoming affiliated with Moped Head that way. But Matt and I start dating before he gets into Mopeds, like okay. a hair before he started getting yeah, into Yeah, like a it. month or two more than that but it's 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 a little bit more than that it's like almost a whole year and we're kind of like dating we're not really sure i i didn't want to date a white boy and it was kind of like one of those like i don't know about you kind of crazy but you can drink and you like to party so you know can you smoke weed and that's kind of how it started too um one day 
we're walking from bar to bar and, and Matt um, rolled a joint and like totally from like Belgian, you know, Brussels with one hand. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just like, he, he, I just watched, he used to roll his own cigarettes and I just looked at him, up, I looked up at him, I was like, can you do that with weed? And he was, cause he was rolling a cigarette. He was like, yeah, no biggie. And I was like, oh my God, I, I've met the one. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's, that is beautiful. I was yeah, never so- much of a, I was, I was too lazy. I'd never had the hand-eye coordination to do the cigarette <laughs> or the joint rolling. So fucking rock and roll for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he, that's kind of, I'm too much started. of a cheap Norwegian. I felt like I was wasting weed if I had joints. So I was always yeah. hitting bats. Yep. <laughs> um, but then uh, we started hanging out and then um, I basically, I wasn't living with Matt when he lived at this house that um, we used to call it Stone Manor. And um, all, all the boys, and I can contest to this, and part of this story is by 06, I'm like going to Matt's house. And we'd already been dating for like maybe like almost a year or something. And he starts, I start seeing the backyard become less of a backyard. Because the, because there was there were musicians in the house, the garage was always like to play bands for bands to play. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the rest of the property, which, you know, is this little like, you know, cottage house is kind of funny. It was just loaded, loaded with bikes. And I would show up and Rob had this big old van and he could just fucking pack bikes in there for days. <laughs> and I'd come and I'd be like, holy fuck. How many is this? Oh, we got 20 today. Well, 20? And no, then uh, let's pause for a second. How much are you guys picking up bikes at this point? Like, how much were they out in California? Because, like, super cheap. Cheap. Like, I mean, what's cheap? Like, 50 bucks to 100 bucks cheap? Or, like, yeah, like, okay, when we started, when the backyard started filling, that's like, you know, like, there used to be this guy in Monterey. Um, There's a, a an old base down in Monterey, and this guy had like one of the, what do you ever call them the big old you know long kwanzaa hut things and it was filled with mopeds and like you know one time he came home with fucking like seven mopeds and i think that cost him like 300 bucks yeah um, so, it was like know, by the pound <laughs> if you if you bought a running moped and it was cheap like a cheap running moped you know back then you could talk people down too like you know we knew what we're doing so we go in and, and like fucking nitpick the bikes and be like, you know, talk people down to like 50 bucks, hundred bucks, but mm-hmm. a good deal was 200, 250. And if you were selling it to somebody um, that was, you know, wanting to get into it, 500 wasn't a bad deal. And, and those prices can still be had today, but they're far and fewer between. See, no, let me, uh, let me, what, what's kind of the prominent bikes out there? Cause that's another thing that I find fascinating like in the midwest you're naturally out in the wild you're gonna find pooks you're gonna find hobbits like that's what nine times out of ten that's what you're finding is and generally it's gonna be a hobbit before you find a pook yeah right Um, on pooks are really dominant out here uh but hobbits everybody knows the value of a hobbit everybody wants a hobbit derbies are like fucking you i rarely ever see those for sale and if you if you do they're really expensive uh, top tanks, you know, everybody's got a top tank, but you know, they still go for like 13 to 15. Some people try to get 2k. For How much them. are hobbits going for out there? It depends. Depends on what, what it is. A we lot don't... of times if you get a hobbit, I mean, say the we... standard hobbit build, you know, the DR VM 20, uh, with a Proma. 
I don't think anyone really sells them like that. But if you were, you're probably looking at like 1200 bucks. Jesus Christ. I got to come fucking make some sales out there. I've got like two of them in my garage <laughs> with titles. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's like um here too. Like we kind of got quick to knowing that how to register them and yeah, you don't to, need a title, how to figure, how to figure out like, you know, um, pretty much how to like get them running and people not to like fuck with you because the cops usually are after you at all times. Uh, not, not so much that we live in Oakland now, but <laughs> they don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, back then when we were young, you know, drunk kids, you know, riding all over, uh, it was a big deal to make sure that your stuff was as legit as it possibly could. Yeah. But we still rode dirty all the time. Like we would get a bike and be like, fuck it. I got this plate over here. Let's put it, just put some random plate on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I at least when I'm testing, I try to switch over Hobbit plate to Hobbit plate. Like, and it was yeah. a running, I was a running joke. Like, I got pulled over last year, and I, I can no longer drink because I lost that privilege. Else, I tell people, but you know, anybody who can, fucking rock and roll. But like, I'm very paranoid riding at night by myself, especially. And I saw a car coming from my left. And I swerved over to make sure they weren't going to fucking come out in the road. And they didn't, they didn't do anything illegal. But next thing I know, I, I can just see chair, like cop pulling me over right away. And I had to take a picture because a, I wasn't drinking, but like I posted on the Minnesota moped page and like, everybody's laughing. The only fucking person who doesn't drink in the whole crowd gets pulled over. Like, yeah, but right on like that, that may, that's interesting. Um, so you're you two are kind of just dating you're getting into mopeds the addictions definitely the 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 hooks yeah. are definitely in at this point um are you got like what's kind of what do you what, i'm hung up on speed and i'm kind of i'm not over it but i'm i'm di- trying to dial it back like what's your purpose of building bikes at this point is it just to see how many can get going or just to have fun or just see what like what what's your goal in mind with builds at, at that point in the in the world like and what kind of speed were you guys getting out of bikes then i mean i realized it was probably about what it is now but like well back then it was like you know you're going like 23 27 and you think that you're fucking hot shit mm-hmm. and you're flying but um when we started working on them and, and how they are now is you know being in the bay area you have the blessing of flatlands and hills and twisties and if you're an avid rider, like, you know, we are, you want to fucking ride in the twisties. You want to just be free away from all the traffic. And, you know, if you're like old, like Matt and I, you had to ride your bike to the doctors or to pick <laughs> up your groceries or to, you know, to work. So it's a blessing to go for these rides where you can, you need the proper jetting and the proper pipe to get your ass going where you need to go. So like, I'm a hobbit queen. So like I, ha- I roll with my <laughs> hobbits. Um, but I did ride the 102 for a really long time. And being what's your a- Hobbit setup? I gotta ask. What's your go? What's your go-to Hobbit setup? See, I don't know. I really like the promo pipes. But Matt was like, Matt told me that if we change the jetting and we ch- we put on a different kit, we could not have to. We could put a straight pipe on. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I really like that. We'll talk after the podcast. I got some suggest, just some suggestions for you about pipes and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it, it's not. Hey, Ryan, thanks for getting my shit done so quick. That's all I'll say. Um, 
Ryan go Ryan go out of Milwaukee crank pipes out of Milwaukee is fucking awesome. I mean, Devin at MLM is awesome, but like Ryan right now is killing it. Um, but yeah, so what you promo, what else is your setup? You usually go for, for Verator or. Well, on that Hobbit, that's your Hobbit. Um, not the other one, but not Heine, right? <clears throat> no, we're talking about your Ursula. Ursula. Um, that Hobbit's got the, uh, I'm still running the, the stock front variator. I just mm-hmm. notched it. And then, but the back, I have one, the GY6 or something that yep. I don't even think I look for that on trees. I don't even have it on, on anymore, but, uh, I have that I'm running kind of heavy weights because I realized that, um, it's just not really fully variating. I have a straight pipe on, uh, I forgot what it was called. It's big old black dude. It's fucking pretty rad when it does hit the pipe. Um, mm-hmm. running a four pedal reed, uh, Delorto 19. Yeah. Nice. Uh, got a hundred jet in it right now. Um, messing around with needles, trying to like, just fine tune it. I never played with the Lordos. I got, I went from, right from VM 20 and somebody talked to me and uh, going Polini and I'm like, I'm good. What's it? Rock and roll. Like I love those Polini carbs, but you know, and they're from my understanding, they are a copy of a PHBG, but they did it better. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I use, I actually use the knockoff uh, Delordo PHGVs um, and I use this big amount. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. You know, as long as you got good clamps for those uh, air leaks. You know, you're good. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention the kit we're running currently is a wizard kit. Uh, but I, on that bike, I've had it several iterations. I've run a couple of DRs. I've run wizard before. Um, they're all about the same in, in terms of those. I have another Hobbit, though, that I put the uh, the Derby Metro on. It's like mm-hmm. the Metro Derby or the, or the Pook. So um, I haven't. How, how is that? I haven't yet got it running. I'm, I just realized I'm going to have to custom make a pipe or maybe get a hold of those crank pipe dudes and see what they can do. Um, my welding situation isn't the greatest, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's a little behind right now, and I know he's going to be making a trip. So I will, if you want to talk to Ryan, bang for the buck for the quality. You, I mean, I love Devin and MLM products, but right now Ryan's killing it. I mean, that's all I can say. Um yeah, Ryan, 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 and Nick, the vape bros, but they quit vaping. So you know, I met those guys when they were still vapers. Like, uh, <laughs> yes, we yeah, did uh, at one of the San Francisco creature rallies. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was that was a disappointing thing about 2020. Like, I was really hoping they would go to rallies and everybody would say the vape bros, and I just wanted to be that guy in the crowd. Yeah, but they quit and just. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking 2020. Um, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, dude. Those guys are awesome. Um, so you two will fuck it. I don't even care about the timeline. We'll, we're just bullshitting like some good moped people right now. Um, but right. we'll keep, we'll keep going with it. Um, you guys are the band house slash moped house and the progression of that. Like, how how was that like how long i mean that sounds like a really rad time to just be alive and be a part of how long did that kind of last that house lasted like less than a year like okay uh, about 10 or 11 months um but during that time it was a ton of fun we met a ton of people we met you know we started we would ride up to the creatures uh monday night rides and then we'd get there and ask around if we could sleep on someone's floor so we could ride back Tuesday morning. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, we stayed, the first time we did it, we stayed with a guy named uh, Big Bane. Uh, what's his name? He was, he was the, there was two Grams in the creature. There was Graham French, the leader, and there was Graham McBain. Uh, we stayed with him and his girlfriend was out of town or something. And in the morning he had to go do something. And so we, uh, Droidy did all his dishes nice. and uh, back. He was like, so happy that like, I guess he spread the word moped head. They're fucking good dudes. Um, he ended yeah, up you giving- hear that anybody in moped land, if you want to be really good people, come to my house and fucking clean it for me. I'd, I would love it. <laughs> yeah. That, that was pretty rad. Like I, I, the the effects of that like spread for so long and people were like just like you and then you know every meeting after that of course we're always stand-up dudes so everyone just liked us but um we started we started writing with the cooper teens they were my favorite the cooper teens were um younger than us they were teenagers back then cooper Um, teeny boppers is what i call them (laughs) (laughs) they um they were like total gearheads in terms of like um you know just like figuring shit out figuring like you go on treats and you read about some of like the early cdi stuff and there's like big experts from zach and stuff about like how how they did it and whatnot um i loved writing with those kids um and it made me realize like later on a a few years ago a kid wanted to ride with us and we were like no we can't we can't let this kid ride with us but back then you know we were all in our 20s well i was in my 20s uh everybody else was a little bit older in their 30s and like we i totally drank all the time and had these kids that were riding with us that were under 18 but i don't it's just like it was a different time i guess now Mm -hmm um we wrote That's down the thing about it like dude i was fucking drunk as shit at punk rock shows drinking 40s i was like 12 like and if i saw a 12 year old i'd be like dude you gotta get the fuck out of here not so much that i care they're drinking i don't want to get in trouble for them like and i can't believe more people didn't do that to me yeah yeah, yeah it was definitely a different time uh we remember i remember we met uh maitland and mm-hmm. uh back then he was like the french bike king or something i remember he rolled up and, and rob's like yeah the guy knows french bikes and we're like okay <laughs> and he couldn't get french bike running <laughs> that's everybody who like other people self-proclaimed french bikes no they just are always near their french bike because they're trying to figure it out because it doesn't run <laughs> yeah so true. around yeah. this time like just to like go back to the timeline this house that they had stone manor that lasted only a year it kind of opened up into something else that was just equally i think is cool is in the downtown area which is kind of um, behind a college there's like it's kind of pretty much like a really square grid of like streets and literally um all these houses in a small group all were moped head houses you had this guy here at this pirate punk house that where droid lived um in a house for a long time with his roommates he couldn't really wrench there, but he would go in the basement and, and work on his stuff. And we all kind of spread out, but it was kind of cool because then we would like, you know, we could just ride around each other's houses to oh, yeah. go work on stuff. Matt and I ended up moving in with each other in like. Oh, seven? No. Oh, eight. Oh, eight? Right? Okay. Yeah. Potato, uh, potato I, at this point. Yeah, really. <laughs> We're 40 something. So uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's been a while. <laughs> But yeah, we're kind of like at this time, we're all going to all these different houses and we're just like seeing other people set up and kind of learning. Like it wasn't until we were in our like late thirties that we ever finally got a, um, a, a lift for our mopeds. Like we were on the floor. Oh, yeah. We like, you know, we're, we just were at one point, we're like, we're too old for this shit. 
and lifted the shit up. But yeah. um, it was really cool being young back then and just riding around, the, you know, around the college, meeting up with people, going to shows, and then being able to take off and go into the city, which wasn't far from us. And we had all of our South Bay friends, like the Cooper teens and the kids in Santa Cruz. Yeah. And we'd all go up and uh, meet up in San Francisco and ride with everybody there. Like our whole like young youthfulness and, and mopeds, we weren't, we didn't even hang out in the East Bay at all. We were, yeah. we were all South Bay and going into San Francisco and just riding and not giving a shit about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know, what, back so then, fucking rad. it's the best part is that nowadays people are so hung up on like, oh, I gotta have a kook, I gotta have this variator, I gotta have this whatever. And it's funny because back then you were just trying to get what you could get mm -hmm. and you had to, you're kind of like a bitch if you didn't know how to like figure it out on your own. Don't be like, like, you know, a wimp about it. You know, got to figure it out because mm -hmm. you can make it happen. And that was like, you know, the first time you built a pipe and I was like, okay, everybody, it's a learning experience. we got to go see how to learn how to build a pipe. Um, things like that. Um, that was always to me really badass that like we were just down to ride whatever, whenever, however, what time, where are we going? Let me get my my, my my 40 in my backpack and I'll see yeah. you there. Yeah, well, you bring your tools too because when you broke down, you got to freaking fix that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many I've, times. I've, I've given up bringing tools. Know what I bring? A fucking lock in my phone because I'll Uber right? that shit. Like, right? I ain't fixing shit on the road anymore. Fuck that. Like, Because you want to know why? I'll never have the right tool with me. That's why. Oh, I just always bring like my setup for my toolbox was all the tools that are on the table when I just worked on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the truth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking rad. Um, but God, you guys make me want to fucking catch a flight to get out to San Francisco and fucking ride. Like, that's I got so much shit I want to get I I want to get done this summer, and I think everybody's um got a ball of energy because we're all sick of fucking quarantine we're all sick of isolation you know humans no matter how i tell people you know what i am a loner but we're all still pack animals we still want to be around each other especially in mopeds like and just seeing um you two like we've never talked and like i already feel a friendship uh forming with this um fucking moped mopeds are so much fucking fun um so what when you're right around san francisco like did you ever get into the tomahawk cup or moped gp or anything like that so did did you kind of get into that racing scene at all or was it just never your thing um some <laughs> yeah some moped heads did go to um some of the racing events um and for me it was like I didn't, you know, back then, I think when they first started it, they didn't even like, it wasn't even mandatory leathers, you know, you could just fucking mm -hmm. ride, but it, it was, you know, in the early days, it was all about getting that time off from work and having the money to go and bumming a ride with somebody. Cause I think for the first several years I rode a moped, I never had a car at, during, you know, there was a big chunk of time. I didn't have a car only a moped. So that's so fucking rad, dude. Whatever. Um, I will say though, um, in 2009, uh, 
think it was 2009, uh, three of us, we rode from San Jose down to LA. That was a 400 mile ride to go to a late bird rally. Fuck that was a yeah. uh, second awesome. late bird. So we were totally into long distance riding for sure. Um, and I, it's something I've only done once that one time I'd love to do again. I just, it's about time and money. So, um, so if they ever do another pinball run on the West coast, are you going to try to do it? I would fucking love to do it. Um, it's just, uh, time and money. (laughs) I think it changed like, but when it really did change when we basically it's like we kind of had to grow up from that punk mentality and like get jobs and like yeah. get insurance and health insurance and adulting like- sucks what can you yeah. say bay, bay area life is um fast-paced yes yeah, expensive and fast-paced so i mean it's like if you're going to take time off you better have your ass covered for pay oh yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of how we ended up in oakland which is kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> it's too expensive in san jose and, and pretty much San Francisco is pretty much the same thing where it's like we couldn't afford, you know, our setup that we had there. So I had some business in Oakland and Matt was like, you know, maybe we should move up there. We found a place for way cheaper. And we basically stumbled upon another like different type of moped scene here, which was more what we were used to of like just meeting up people who, who like who ride. We're not really affiliated with the group or, you know, wanting to be like an official club or something like that. Our, our crew's never kind of really been about that. Um, it's, it's kind of like community. And so mm-hmm. like, we've, you know, I think we moved in 2010, 11? 2011. Okay. Yeah. We basically, mm-hmm. I, I had to stop writing for a little bit. Yeah. I had back surgery and then, um, but it was kind of crazy because we didn't have cars and we only had mopeds to really get around. And yeah. in East Brooklyn, where we moved, was like, this is not where you really want to ride a bike that might <laughs> down when you're jacked up at all. So it because that bike probably won't be there when you come back, is what you're saying, lock or not. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Totally I've been I've been out I've been out in that area like once in my life, and like it was a great experience, but like, yeah, yeah. Like it was just a town east of Oakland, family friends that we're from Minnesota and moved out years ago and yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not, it's even for the South Bay kids that come up here and ride with us. I'm like, you know, we don't stop here. We don't take our helmets off. You keep your helmet on at all times. And um, your helmet is your buddy. Like I'm like the moped mom who's like, okay, you know, put your phone out and start looking for bullshit. You keep it tucked and yeah. you only take that shit out when you got one or more people and have, some kind of tool with you because <laughs> uh, you will need to use it to defend yourself um if, if, one time we were riding through east oakland i took everybody on a night ride oh my god and someone was... threw a can of like food at us yeah <laughs> like it it put a dent in someone's car it went flying pew, and it was like you know a can of soup or something and we we're just like oh shit we just took off that's fucking unbelievable we can be renegade, you know, it's yeah. so like, there's so many other illegal things going on in the city that are super under the radar or even above it that we kind of, <laughs> we no joke, dude. We like, we kind of just kind of go under the radar with like some of the times that my, my headlights out, I always got oh, like yeah. headlight issues on some bike. <laughs> and I'm like, I got a bike light, a little blinking bike light. And we could drive by 50 cops and they wouldn't give a shit. They'd be like, look at those two dorks. No. 
when there's major shit going on in the real world, they don't give a <laughs> fuck about mopeds. Like I was yeah. riding around St. Paul during the riots without a goddamn license Helmet. plate on the back of my, on the back <laughs> of my moped. And I realized that once I got home, I'm like, Oh shit, I could have gotten a lot of fucking trouble for this in Minnesota. So yeah. yeah. When there's real shit happening for some reason, the cops don't give shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mopeds. Um, you talk about your move up to Oakland area. Like, what was the, you, you kind of explained a little bit, but geography wise for ignorant kids like me from Minnesota, oh. like what is, what's the topography like in Oakland versus like where you came from the San Diego? Jose. San Jose. San Jose. Damn it. I'm going to remember someday, Mel. <laughs> um, all the kids in San Jose call it San Ho. And that's <laughs> now you'll, now you'll always have it. Um, so San Jose is very, very like, you know, hustle and bustle flat and you've got your hills, your, that, your foothills. your foothills. And like, if you want to go up to Mount Hamilton where there's an observatory and just hope that you don't die, you know, you can do that. But it, that's the only really big hill in the general area. It's just uh, further. You, if you go further south towards Los Gatos and you can ride over Highway 9, which uh, Highway 9 will take you to Santa Cruz or to any number of places once you once you get up to highway 35 which is skyline you can go you can take skyline all the way up to san francisco uh -huh. or you can take it south down to like mount madonna I don't, not that exact road but um that's kind of like all around the coast where watsonville and santa cruz are yeah so it for your to help you understand san jose is down further like in the armpit as we like to call it and Basically, if you kind of go up one side where San Francisco is and up the peninsula, directly across from it is going to be Oakland. Mm -hmm. So you just have a couple of bridges in between you guys to get you over there, but none that you can ride by moped because we've, we've investigated. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, but Oakland is, uh, is also is similar to San Jose. It's not, it's not nearly as big potholes. There's a lot of, it's flat <laughs> with potholes, but, but when you go into the hills, to a certain degree, they're almost more spectacular than the South Bay Hills. Yep. I mean, the South Bay Hills have Highway 9 and all the little roads in the Santa Cruz Mountains and going to Santa Cruz, which is, is really fun. Yeah. East Bay, you know, you can spend all day in the hills or you can, like, I went up today and I was gone for an hour and I rode like 20 miles up into the hills and back and it was just twisties the whole way. Like, mm -hmm. and I mean, they're really fun twisties where you can really... You can ride it really hard, like you're on a dirt bike, and you're like, or you can, you know, just take your time, like you're on the road king, you know, and you're like on the, the motorcycles, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cruisers. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so rad. I love that shit. Like, I I always tell people, like, and Grant, I've never wrote, ridden out in California or anything like that, but like for the towns I've ridden in across the country, like, I'll still throw up my city, St. Paul, against anybody's because it's a river city. So nothing's yeah. built straight. It's not on a goddamn grid system. Like, oh Everything. my God. Well, fucking you go to Minneapolis, you go over to Minneapolis and don't worry people. I like Minneapolis, but like, it's a square. Same with like going up to like other cities in Minnesota, like St. Cloud, it's a square. Like, I don't want to ride on squares. Like I want to, I want some ups and downs. I want some lefts and rights. Like, that's why I loved riding in Richmond and like, that you know another river city that's any anytime you're in arkansas city like anytime you're near a river nothing's gonna be straight so you're gonna have fun and like you're in a bay area like you guys are talking about like nothing's probably gonna be straight so it's gonna be fun 
I think that you would love to ride in San Francisco because San Francisco. Yeah. It's I was a, just gonna say that. It's a grid in some places, but the thing is that San Francisco is not flat. San mm -hmm. Francisco is all hills. I mean, you ride with the creatures, all their bikes are geared for hills. They will fucking dust your ass. But at the same time, they'll help you out. You know, I've I don't know if you guys ever do the pushing, like we uh hand of God. You get the pushing with the yep. foot, or like uh, I used to do a droid all the time. I put my hand on his shoulder, yep. and he had like speed with a YZ80 pipe, you know, and a, and a, and a treats reed kit, man. He would pull <laughs> me up Highway 9. Nice. Um, but yeah, you have that kind of stuff. But the city is, it's ups and downs, twists and turns. You can hit the Golden Gate Bridge. You can go up into Marin. You can hit Mount Tamapayas. You can hit all these things, you know, within a short amount of time. And it's, it's no which way, you know, you never, you don't need to take the same way anytime. It's, it's going to be different. What's awesome about San Francisco is you'll, you'll go because you'll be like, okay, I'm going to bring a jacket. It's going to be cold. This is like my, my issue all the time. Um, I bring... <laughs> Do I bring my leathers? You know, once you've eaten shit on a moped, you're like, okay, what do I want to be protected by? Because mm -hmm. definitely you don't want to deal with that road rash. But um, half the time when you get there, you are overprepared clothing-wise at the wrong time. So you'll be will be so you'll have all these gears on layers and layers of stuff on and you'll be like pouring sweat you'll be right sun shining sun shining so <laughs> bright you have a headache and you're just you know the fumes are getting to you and then they're like um matt saying san francisco i'm thinking the sunday ride that, oh, that yeah. the, the, the creature creatures always do for the rallies where we go over the golden gate bridge and you're like i'm fucking freezing now and all of a sudden <laughs> being heavy doesn't really isn't really helping me enough to like really hold down the wind on my bike like mm -hmm. you watch all skinny people fly away and <laughs> oh, you're going over the bridge and it's just like you're getting beat by the wind then by the time you get all the way over there you want to like rip off all your clothes <laughs> and then you're up on a hill going through the fog and you're fucking freezing again. <laughs> and it's just like, that will happen, no joke, within within an within, hour and a half. You're, you've yeah. gone through all these different climate changes and you're like, how am I not sick? Oh yeah, yeah. you know, give me, smoke, let me smoke a bowl and like, you know, have a shot <laughs> at that point. And then you have to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to go do it again, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is probably later in the day and fucking way just cold all the way home. At so, some point you're on the freeway and you're like, fuck. Yeah, you're almost getting hit on the freeway and it's just, uh, yeah. See, I love, I love and hate those mo cold moped rides. I love them because like once you get home and you get all your shit off and you get some, you know, warm up. Once you lay down, you're going to sleep like you haven't slept in years, which is yes. fucking also rad in its own right. Yeah. Yes, you're like dead to the world. Mm -hmm. It's great when, um, whenever, like now that we lived in this, we lived in this loft for a couple of years and we've gone to different rallies and done different things while we lived here and it's way bigger. And so we'll host for our crew, everyone who's moved away and lives different places, we'll bring them all back to like, you know, to ride and let's plan how we're going to ride over to San Francisco and, you know, organize it that way. And it's funny because we all get home I got air beds for the boys and they all just fucking plop all down the floor and they're fucking out farting, snoring, asleep in the world. And it's like, cool. It's like, well, we did it. We, we made it. Okay. Fucking go to sleep. for. So how many people are in your crew right now? Oh, oh right now. <laughs> we haven't ridden in so long. It's really sad. Um, 
well don't feel bad like i was talking to travis from travis tutorial like he i don't think he had really ridden for about a year or so and like i saw the puddle cutters just did a on instagram i follow those guys they just did a big group ride and there's like fuck there's like 30 of them out it was it was really rad to see but it's like sorry guys i've been fucking breaking all the goddamn rules with covid i can't like i i i have to ride like yeah I think uh, in our heyday, we had 12 or 13 people, and that was probably uh, 2010. Uh, right now, I think we're eight people, and yeah. we're, sp- we're spread out. There's uh, like three, you know, us two and one other in Oakland. I think everybody else is in Sacramento. Okay. Right on, right on. I don't say anymore. Um, since you will just go in your um, where you're living right now, what's the farthest out you've been have traveled to go to a rally? in your current location in Oakland? Well, well I've only gone as far as, uh, 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 no, I've only, from well, here. From our current location, but I mean. LA, we did the LA rally. Oh yeah, we went to LA, yeah. We okay. went okay. to uh, the Wooly Bullies 10 year anniversary. That was the furthest from our current location. Yeah, well, okay, from your old location, what's the furthest, have you, have you gotten past that great Rocky Mountain divide for a rally? Uh, Oh. California is really big, dude. Um, <laughs> it's huge. It's um, it's huge. Um, We've been Matt's- to Portland. We did Portland together. Yeah. That was uh, we went to Portland. We were actually traveling. We went up. We went to uh, Anacortes. Anacortes, which is north of Seattle, uh, in in northern Washington, and we were taking a road trip back. And we were staying in Portland with a friend, and we hooked up with Uphill Battle, and we rode with them. That was fuck. That was years ago. 2008 or something like that yeah we were born on even in our 30s and we we were totally not really ready for that kind of riding too because it was like super like that was like riding bridges like not like pedestrian bridges mm-hmm. and like all the little secret paths it was fun it was super fun I yeah think I we were more prepared helmet wise either oh like, yeah because you have to wear um Portland is strict you have to wear like a full face or you have to have glasses if you have a thing the gas stations you're not supposed to pump your own gas but they don't want to pump moped gas so they'll let you do it so tricky <laughs> end up spilling all over oh wow yeah. yeah yeah portland and i mean oregon is like i think the furthest even for both of us have um how, I went to- how east have you guys gotten have you gotten out of the like uh, that's- reno. <laughs> no dude that's fucking <laughs> reno <laughs> nevada uh, Los Cerrados. I went to two of their rallies, and they were fucking oh, super right. rad both times. Both times, yeah. Right on, so, right on. I wanted to hit that uh, Goatheads rally that was supposed to be in Santa Fe, like, and then oh, yeah. Rona, fucking Rona, destroyed everything for everybody last year. Um, yeah, you guys got you should check it out. Moped Spring Break. It's gonna be in Carolina Beach. Maybe somebody could. I could. I could maybe. I'm totally talking about my ass. I could maybe get some loaners for you. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I really wanted to hit that um two smokes rally up in Utah though, just because like I haven't been to Utah in 20 years, and I thought I thought that'd be pretty rad. And Jack, I just had on the podcast last week. He's such a nice guy. Like again one of those people you just meet in mopeds like you're a sincere person who means well and that's fucking awesome jack big big heart for you buddy um what's the coolest thing you've done in mopeds like i i 
used to ask that question a lot. And I don't know why I stopped, but like you just sit back in the situation, like, and just not, not touching the sky, as I say, but like you sit back and like, fuck dude, I'm doing this right now. And this is fucking rad. This is cool. Uh, it doesn't me, have to be one thing. It doesn't have to be one thing. It can be just like an instance or a moment in time. I mean, the coolest thing I think I've ever done in Mopez was ride from San Jose to LA, the 400 mile ride. It was, um, I think we originally slated it to be a two and a half day trip. It turned into a three and a half day trip. Um, and even once we were in LA and even on the way back, like it was, it was pretty crazy the whole time, but I would definitely say, yeah, that was the coolest thing I think I've done. Um, but I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen and you always, always want to rise to the occasion, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mel? Hi. Okay. So it's weird. It's, it's a toss up. It's and this one... podcast. I know it is. No, I'm fucking it, with you. you know, no, it's just like, I've never <laughs> been asked the question. I know, nor do I think it. I could tell you, I love mopeding, but I can't think of one specific time. I can't think that like, you know, putting a reference to mopeds in our wedding vows was kind of fucking hilarious and up there with like, have you done that? <laughs> and, um, yeah. So we've been married for, since we, we've been together for a really long time, but we've only been married for, um, eight years, eight years. Yeah. Eight years. Wow. Um, yeah. But so I, I have to admit, like the one time I could think of clearly in my mind, um, I ate shit. My first time I ate shit on a bike and I was at a moped rally and I was, you know, kind of going through some, you know, young kid stuff and trying to figure me and Matt were already, you know, we've been dating for a little bit, but maybe it was getting crazy. And, um, I got lost in, at the rally and I, um, I panicked and I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how I'm going to figure this out. I got to get where I'm going, figure out this fucking bike. I was borrowing a buddy's bike. Who's a moped head. And this dude was a fucking, a moped head for a brief time but he was a fucking maybe autistic a savant of building it. And all of his bikes would fucking do papa wheelies if you weren't sitting on them right. Mm-hmm. So I'm borrowing this dude's bike and that's kind of how I end up eating shit going up this crazy hill in San Francisco. And I like got road rash all up my arm. And I finally get to where I, I lost my purse and I left it somewhere at this like lookout area. And I just got it in my head, like that, just to get to falling down that, that's, that point was already like, I can't believe I did it. And then I fell and I can't believe I just got back up, figured out what was going on with the bike, started it up again and took off. And I found my purse. I find my purse, which has got all my money and my weed in it. It's like left somewhere. I pick it up. It's got my first aid kit. And I fucking, I clean my shit up like fucking proper and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I know how to do this. I'm okay. And I felt like so proud of myself for figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And then I go to take off and I look over to my right and Matt's sitting there and he's sitting there with another m- moped head, Miguel, and they're eating sandwiches that we had made like the day before. <laughs> and they're just on the grass, just like these two little dorks, just like eating their sandwiches next to their, their broken down mopeds. And I was like, what happened? I, I remember thinking like, this is where I'm supposed to be in life. This is exactly the moment after that, that day, it was kind of like, I have these moments while I'm writing and I feel like there's the spirits of, of people with me going like, fuck yeah, live your life. 
keep on living your life. It's and, touching the sky. Yeah. You know, I, I got, I, I, it's my cheesy line. I call it like fucking touching the sky. Like I got it from Tron, like knocking on the sky, yep. but like, it's totally, you're touching the sky. Like everything is fucking right in this moment right now, no matter what else fucked up thing is happening in the world. Yep. Everything is right right now. And that's like, that's my daily writer. Every time I fucking jump on that thing right now, like it fucks and I love it. And it just, it's beautiful. Like, yeah, lady. Uh, that, I know that's trademark and patented from the Lady Kings, but I'm stealing that. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, uh, amen to that. Um, there are days when Matt comes home from work now and he's like, you know, it had been like this, maybe not with your current schedule. But he'd come home or he'd have his day off and be just so beat and it'd be like, you need a ride. And he just said, yeah, I do. And it's been only a couple of years that Matt and I haven't been able to ride together because I got hurt. Um, not on a moped, but I was in a really bad car accident with like I'm a semi. Sorry. Yeah. And so I've been kind of working my way up there. And like, even like legally, I always like, I think about it, like this accident took part of a, a part of me away that like, I get to enjoy with my husband that I get to enjoy with my friends and where I get to touch the sky and feel alive again. And that's what I really work up towards doing. Like, I'm like, what are we going to do to this bike? Even though I can't ride right now. And I, I like limit myself. It's like, I vicariously, where, where are you going today? Where are you going to ride today, Matt? Mm -hmm. You need to go ride, go ride. <laughs> and um, I want to know like, oh, you're working on, oh, you're, you're riding my bike. Oh, you're going to fix my bike up. Okay, cool. Like I'm on this hiatus, but I'm like, I, I want to know, oh, you took my pipe off. Oh, okay. Like, I really like that pipe. And, and it's just part of like the, the journey that, that mopeds and like the passion for them are going to take you. It, you can hold on to them and it's still going to take you to the next step because it's kind of the, as long as you know it, it's the most re reliable thing ever, you know, mm -hmm. next, next to having your partner. Yeah. <laughs> if they met like for me like after my i was in a really really bad moped accident i almost lost my life and um i never thought i'd get back on a bike again and yeah it's a weird thing that these stupid little two-wheel machines draw you back like i didn't even i don't know what the fuck happened i didn't even think about it i was over it uh my buddy venkat's house one day he's like you just need to jump on a bike i could barely lift my left leg because it had been shattered in a moped accident and I lifted and just fucking rode around his backyard again. And fucking my anxiety was at like 11, but like everything felt really right for like a second or two. And then I'm like, okay, I got to get off. But yeah. And you'll, you'll feel that again. Like I know yeah. you will. Cause like yours. Yeah. Um, that's how it, that's, I think uh, once you have been in a vulnerable place when you look at like what you choose, you want to be happy with in life. I don't know if you, if you know, if you don't look at a moped <laughs> and think this is like part of like what it means to be alive, then I don't understand how you can't enjoy life because like, that's kind of one of the easiest things I could think of, like next to, you know, being married and being in love and being happy and not having any stressors there, fucking having fun and enjoying life. And that means mopeds to both mm -hmm. of us. I don't understand people. I am just a weird cat like that, but I can understand a moped and I can understand mechanics and I can, I've got my head around them enough to make them work. Like that's, that's one thing I've got going for me. Um, so before, before Rona shut the world down, um, 
and now that we're able to kind of the I, I think it's more than just a gorilla holding a flashlight. I think we see the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah. What's your guys' 2021 plans for mopeds? Um, are you just trying to get back on a weekly ride? I mean, what? Yeah. Mopeds not um, super active in terms of like engaging with community necessarily. And that's, that's just like right now, I think in the last, yeah, I mean, before Rona, before Rona, I mean, um, even though Mel couldn't ride, like I would still go out and meet up with other crew members. I go up to SAC or they come down here. I go right out um, sometimes with uh, Black Black. There's there's uh, Black Black West Coast guys. I go meet up with mm-hmm. them sometimes uh, on their their rides. But mostly I ride by myself. I mean, there's there's not a lot going on, um, or it doesn't match up to my days off. So. Um, well, I know you said you're working second shift right now, so yeah, that does make it difficult. Yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> he used to because of the nature of his job he used to have like all summers off or have like big old breaks off but because of rona it's like we don't want to have these no these, big, these big you know there's no time off there's no breaks you know steady which is good um but that means that eventually he'll be able to be like hey let's take time off and go um and go you know let's go do something while yeah. vacation and so we usually spend our vacations like trying to trying to hook up with our crew mm-hmm. um, um we'll either invite them over here or we'll try to like do a ride but for this year i kind of would think that the our priority is really making time to to like have that kind of freedom to go for a ride um after my accident my our my car was in an accident and that's the car that we would use to hitch bikes in and put tow around so mm-hmm. that kind of changed our moped life we still have like one small car that we can put put a few bikes in in, but it's not like something that you want to go travel with it was not that reliable Mm -hmm. so all about making sure all these kind of things line up for for both of us right now to like go and enjoy you know a ride like my aunt lives um between santa between um oakland and la there's a lot of little towns in between and my aunt kind of lives in the middle and uh we go up to her place and we can basically bring our bikes if we want to, and then just like ride in the country and enjoy ourselves there too, where we don't have to really stress on like traffic or anything and just enjoy it. But it's just like kind of recovering from 2020 and 2019, like the end of it, where we have to like make time to, to do it. But like, I don't know. I'm kind of happy that we're fixing bikes. And, yeah, uh, and we're like a fixing bike period right yeah. now. So I have like a rotating, like, you know, four bikes that like, you know, I, I get parts for one and work on one. I give up and I move on to the next bike because I got some parts for that. And, you know, maybe that goes somewhere and I just keep working on bikes. I, so I, I have that too. But like right now, like I've got different projects i want to do but i'm like you have to fucking get your baker's bike done jim like i'm i'm really i'm so it's so hard for me because i don't know about you matt but i get the moped add where i want to work on four bikes at once but yeah. i'm just like you have to fucking get the, like i've talked about it enough i have to show up at baker's with a fucking finished bike like i can't <laughs> i think that um it'd be cool and cool like if um once everything goes up you know gets taken care of on and the end of the year kind of wraps up i like i've never gone to any of those rallies out in like the midwest or anything like that i belong to different types of groups um like lady groups 
mm-hmm. and um, for lady writers. And I love hearing about like the ladies' perspective about writing and like this, the, the subculture of women writers. And so like, I kind of want to go out and visit the ladies. I've been telling Matt and one of our other moped um, ladies, like we got to go out there and I kind of like, I would, I would really love to like bring our own bikes and like yeah. be properly jetted and mm-hmm. not have to have a loaner. Like I'm fucking 41. I wanna, I'm used to my ass sitting a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. It's, I feel so grateful. And it's because of this podcast that I'm able to catch on, get on a plane, have friends pick me up at the airport and have yeah. a bike ready for me. But like, there's always that thing where yeah it's it's just above stock so you're gonna go 38 39 (laughs) yeah like i love charlie buzzard but like he threw me on a stock derby and like i was at the back of the pack fucking whoever says fucking derbies go 45 out the box is full of shit but like (laughs) fucking wide open just you know whatever dude this is what it is like but you know it was fun to do that and like i'm gonna do that same thing a small moped spring break uh conan and jess over manic mopeds are like yeah dude we'll pick you up we'll throw you on a fucking bike i'm like dude conan keeps telling me he's gonna throw me on a pink uh tomo so i'm like dude i don't give a fuck what i ride like for some reason because i give people shit about shifty 50s they think i'll only ride a hobbit people i don't give a fuck give me a bike that goes 45 i'll be happy um yeah so yeah, if you guys ever want to come to Minnesota, dude, catch a flight. I'll throw you on some hobbits and do 4550. We'll fucking go tear it up. You know, people are always welcome in my house. Like I I always tell people, I don't think the casserolers are doing a rally, but like rally time, you have a place to stay. Um, even not I if it's not rally time, I'll throw I got a, I always got a couple hobbits going. We'll go fucking tear up the city and like try to run out of gas every 30 miles, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking yeah. hobbits like and people are giving me shit about that five gallon tank on uh my baker's dozen build i'm like have you fucking ridden with the hobbit like i'm probably gonna be getting 25 miles a gallon i'm gonna yeah. need a five gallon tank on that fucking bike yeah everywhere when we ride all all of us together i was always <coughs> always the one riding the only hobbit uh, for a really long time and everyone would stop and they're like and I would love it to hear my crew members, not my husband, but my other crew members know if we're in a big old, we're in a big old thing. We got to stop for Mel. She needs gas. <laughs> like they all know how to stop and get gas. Mel's got to get gas up. I'm like, okay, thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> 27 miles. I'm starting to freak out. I'm like, guys, we got to stop for gas now. We got to stop for gas now. <laughs> yeah. um, Fucking variation. I love it, but God damn it kills the gas mileage oh yeah oh my gosh yeah out here when you advertise a ride it's like you put in the tagline like whether or not you need a gas can (laughs) (laughs) i'm pulling over i don't give a shit i'm gonna go i'm gonna stop at the gas station and yeah (laughs) it's it is what it is but i know i'm gonna run out of gas i'm like fuck it i'll bring it up the goddamn tampa rally old fucking tampa steve just kept fucking going people are running out of gas then his ass runs out of gas like i thought no steve they don't get fucking 900 miles a gallon like you thought they did (laughs) start pedaling yeah (laughs) then we we all fucking stop at this really nice part of tampa i go into lululam and uh, use the bathroom i'm talking all these ladies getting yoga pants It it was quite interesting don't worry um 
So what's the dumbest thing you guys have done in mopeds? Because, you know, second chance is a dumb moped. Ah, <laughs> Mel's pointing at Matt. <laughs> well, Matt's a thing. I've done a lot of dumb things, okay? Um, <laughs> I don't know. The DUI is really, like, up there. <laughs> yeah. That was got like... Who got the DUI on a moped? Uh, I was... I'm not going to throw this person's name under the bus, but I was with somebody when they got, and there was a total bullshit reason why we got pulled over because this person's headlight went out and I warned them and I'm like, okay. And we stop at a gas station and I'm not going to say what city this is in because it's done of people's business, but we get it fixed. And this person cracks a road beer. No, again, sober guy. I don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> don't care like they crack one and they get it fixed and they they drink it we're at a gas station the fucking lady called the cops oh shit we fucking take off like we didn't realize she called the cops we take off and then the fucking like three blocks down i swear to god there's four squad cars chasing us down i'm like what the fuck just happened we get pulled over and I'm just, I'm laughing. Cause I'm like, I got nothing to worry about. And like, I'm, I've got a limp still from my accident at this point. And this part, the cop asked me, will you do a field sobriety test? Will you walk the line? I'm like, dude, I'm going to fail it. He's like, why? I got, I got a steel plate in my leg, dude. I'm going to limp and I can't stand on this foot. Oh, we do a breathalyzer. I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. That's fine. Blow it. And my, the person I was with like is explaining to the cops, like, well, yeah, normally as he's getting arrested for the DWI, I'm, I'm generally a law-abiding citizen. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're getting arrested for a DWI. They don't care right now. But yeah. Matt, let's hear about your fine experience. Oh, uh, well. It's a rite of passage I hear from Moped Head, but like, uh, luckily I'm not well, going to do it. One other person has got one. Austin won't mention who it was. But um, for me, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Matt doesn't want that. to talk. Matt, no, he's just so drunk that he's I like, was, yeah, I was really drunk. And, um, you know, I thought everything was fine. And there was a cop, it was really late at night, like one or 2 AM. And there was a cop, like, you know, on the, on the next, on the, on the street going this way and I'm going that way. And fucking, um, he pulled me over when my light turned green said that I was rocking at the light. Well, you know, these days I, I rock all the time at the light. And I think about that moment, like yeah. I'm sober and I'm rocking at the light because I'm fucking bored. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever. Like I, you here, gave here, him your, yeah. Okay. Here's the clincher. So I went through all the, all the things they do, the field sobriety tests, whatever. And I thought it was in it. I was like shitting bricks. And, uh, I was like, he was kind of like, all right. And then he like walked away and then he came back and said, Hey, can I get your ID? And I actually handed him my bank card. Oh. I was, so, you no, know, dude, I got a DWI when I was 19. That was one of the many reasons why I had to quit drinking <laughs> that and five minors that year. But like, this is the type of fucking alcoholic that I am. I had a beer in between my legs when the cop shines in and he goes, have you been drinking tonight, sir? I looked at him dead in his eyes and I almost believed this lie. Nope. I had a fucking beer in between my legs. Like, dude, if I'm drinking, I'm going to fucking lie and I'm going to go down with the ship. Even if you fucking try. So yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> again, it's a good thing. I don't drink anymore, but dude, Hey, it's no big, Nobody, I'm not endorsing drinking and driving here, people, but it's good that you did 
hurt anybody or but yeah no. that happens every moped it, crew or scenes like that like it was a running joke over in minneapolis with the casseroles like which one's gonna get it this year because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's something that like it's and when you say the most stupidest thing it's like and matt says i've done a lot of stupid things and it's always in yeah of course there a lot of them involve being drunk or um being so drunk that you need to pee on the side of the road like out in the open where the cop is showing up which someone else did that too i did that as well <laughs> yeah i'm not talking about me. <laughs> i didn't do that um i don't think i have very many stupid things that i've done on a moped except for um while i was drunk once uh my my wire got stuck my throttle cable got stuck mm -hmm. on my on my okay. hobbit and i had the polini kit at that time I, and we've gone through so many kits on this bike yeah i, don't know. I think might I, have been dr i think it was a dr i know we changed the the, the reed valve and it was like already looked felt like it was that the front tire was going to pop off the a four pedal read on a hobbit is just wild. It is crazy, but dude, wow. I got a I got a stage six six pedal read on. Holy uh, shit, dude! Sixty one mile an hour last Saturday on that thing. Wow, yeah, I don't it, know. I, it is so much fun, so much <laughs> goddamn fun, dude. Like again, I can I. It's a bike I talked about last week. I can't take it on a group ride. Like it just, it'd be no. It's not going to be any fun. Fast. Yeah, mm. it's a Ricky Bobby bike. <laughs> Pretty much. And like I'd piss everybody like, nah, dude. I'm not that's just gonna be like for me riding solo or like one other fast person or in like my buddy Lee Brinkerton, like he's he's going for 50 on 50 on a pook. So yeah. Which he'll he'll do it now that this winter that he's done a bunch of machining to the internals, like he'll he was almost there that last fall, but like yeah. 50 on 50 on a pook is hard. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. But well, my, my wire gets stuck. I go to go throttle, and literally my bike, like, comes out from underneath me. I'm, like, 5'1", mm -hmm. so I'm already always standing on my tippy toes half the time anyways, and I kind of figured out how to, you know, sit on this bike comfortably, and I go to go rev it. And it just comes out from in between my legs, just like up in the air. And I, I held on to it. And I held on to it. And, and I'm not near Matt right away. And Matt and I are riding home. I also think that I my headlights not working. Because this is one of those times. And we're in Oakland and we're like by the lake. And I'm literally like kind of doing donuts, but standing and doing them with bike in a circle. And I couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop. I just had to keep on going because the fucking wire was stuck and I was trying to jiggle it myself and move it with one hand, but it had so much power. You know, they got that kill switch on the right hand oh, side. It's not like no. the, uh, the stock. <laughs> no, it was not. It's like <laughs> no. The, I was so that's one thing I always make sure on my hobbits. Like the the high and low might not work the tail light might not work but i yeah. always make sure that kill switch stops like back to we were talking about him earlier on the podcast ryan go um taught me that and it was actually at tampa he went to get on this one kid nick's bike and like it was supposed to be super fast or whatnot but like ryan got on it and the throttle cable stuck on him and he goes i yeah. just hit the kill switch right away and like 
that stuck with me. And that happened to me at the beginning of 2020, I was out on a ride and I was wide open, probably going 45 and I went to let off. It wouldn't, it was still fucking stuck wide open. I'm like, Oh God. And I just, for some reason, Ryan's popped into my head right there and I hit the kill switch and just shut off. Like, so yeah, that, that's safety tip for, from second chance kid make have a goddamn kill switch. Yeah. I needed one. I needed not to be that drunk either. Uh, <laughs> well, I would too. not let go of my biker when it hit the ground. I was like, no. I a gas station once too. I did it at a gas station too. Well, no, like so I've, done, uh, I've done a lot of stupid things too. It's not that it was dumb. It was that, like, I think I, I think you're holding onto it. I revved it and it fucking shot up. And oh, then, and I grabbed it. Yeah. I got good reflexes. <laughs> what the hell, Mel? You know he can let go. I, I'm seeing this like John Candy scene, uh, the great out, outdoors, where like he just had to let go of the tow rope. Just let go. Oh. No. <laughs> it's not going to hit the ground. No. no. That's fucking great. It, it's best. It's like, it's that into like when you're, something happens with your brakes and you're going downhill and you're trying to like press your brakes, but they're not working. <clears throat> Mm. yeah and that's what i loved about the hobbit is that on the hobbit they have no fucking brakes what yeah <laughs> well that too but like if the hobbit the way the tank is positioned you can get your leg and put it up in front of you and you can kind of give yourself leverage to use your feet to slow down i've ruined <laughs> i've ruined shoes doing it like that um there's a couple times when the handlebars came loose on me it was a friend's bike that i borrowed Eric's bike, and yeah. uh, I thought I was gonna get hailed oh, by, uh, by like the forks or something, and pretty much just used my foot on the tank and like pushed it forward until like one of my my other foot that was on the ground could slow down when it came down off the hill. But that's kind of like that's just not. I guess now that I'm older, I'm like I think it's dumb because I hella like check everything on my bike before I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I got this. I got that. No amounting checking shit on a moped is gonna prepare I have these, you I have these for the weird problems, shit that happens. Yeah. Crazy no, problem. I have the problem, and like I actually went to get organized. I went to Target today to get a whiteboard <laughs> to fucking actually like a to-do list for shit. Like, yeah, because what I'm got the best goddamn intentions in the world to do maintenance. I'm fucking terrible about because like I'll jump on a bike. And like realize, oh shit, I gotta do this. Oh shit, I gotta do this. Ah, fuck it, it'll be fine. This ride type of deal. But yeah, I'm. That's the goal for this coming week is to get a whiteboard to have a checklist for my Baker's dozen bike, and then just a checklist for other bikes in general. Um, That's super. So yeah, I have. I'll be honest with everybody on the second chance side. We just took a little bit of a break there because Jim had to go to the bathroom because he is drinking coffee late at night again for him. Um, but yeah, you guys like, God, you make me want to get out to California and ride because it's again the unknown. Just like you guys were talking earlier, you want to get out to some of the cities you haven't been to for mopeds, and you know I can't recommend like definitely try to get to kansas city that's the food there is awesome the people there are great and like when the spicy boys have their rallies it seems like you get a good melting pot from nebraska um, minnesota the dakotas um, and then you get the people up from texas so it's a really good central location in the midwest area Um, 
But yeah, yeah. Uh, what projects do you got working on right now for bikes, Matt? Yeah, I just kind of went on a little ramble about me and my moped ADD. Um, let's see. Well, the Mel's Hobbit, uh, its name is Ursula. I've been, uh, that's the one I'm riding right now. I'm breaking in the new kit, the uh, wizard, trying to get the jetting just right with a new pipe of foot on it. Um, I have a, another Hobbit that I mentioned earlier that I put the, um, the Metra Derby kit on. Mm -hmm. I still need a pipe for that and get that finished up. Um, I, oh, I, um, I guess it was like late summer. Last year, I was riding on one of this killer, like, 50-mile rides from the Oakland Hills. On my, my bike is actually a poop, and I've had so, several iterations of this. I love this bike. Um, it's always been points. I'm a points person. Um, I decided to – oh, I was on this crazy ride, and I had an auxiliary switch, like a hidden switch. And it was a cheap switch, and it shorted. And it, like, fucking shorted a bunch of shit in my electrical system. So, like, my coil's out. My condenser went out, my uh, ignition coil went out, like all these things went out. And I had the Piet card with the, the 2041 box. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give that a shot. Well, I'm still figuring that out. And that bike's been on and off the lift and I still can't figure it out. I'm going to, I think I'm going to get the Motobacane, um, the little like trigger for that and try to wire that in and see what's up. Um, mm -hmm. After I, last night, I went on the, you know, the Moped Army wormhole or, you know, whatever, down the well and was like yeah. reading hot posts and crazy Wayne posts and all these posts. Like I figured it out. Um, other than that though, I have, I um, won't say his name because you say it three times. He'll magically appear. And I'm terrified. If he, I won't. Who he, oh, well, he's actually a moped head. So I'm yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> of course he is. No, dude, he's fucking, he's, he's pretty rad, like in his own way, but like, you know what? So that guy, um, he's been all around all his life. He's an older guy. He's about 10 years, 10 or 15 years older than us. He, uh, he showed up at our first moped head rally. I think he showed up at all three of them, but the first one he showed up, we didn't really know who he was. And he was at our house cause we were hosting people and you know, I had to leave this... him at the house by himself. And I oh, was, Jesus. I, and I looked him dead in the eye, you know, mind you, he's 15 years older than me. And I'm like, I will fuck you up. You are left. Can you handle this? <laughs> when I come back, is everything going to be here? He was all, Psh, you don't have to worry about me. I'm like, are you good? He's like, yeah, I'm all, cause I'll find you. And he's like, okay. He's like, you're funny. And then, <laughs> and then um, I find out that he was totally like some other people got fucking loaded in the house and were acting a foolish. And he was like, I wouldn't do that. They're not going to like that. You know, and he did, like uh, the other people who are getting drunk and stupid in the house, like they know Matt and I. So we're like this guy that didn't know us was like had our back at our house. So it was like, OK, we'll, we'll give him that. But once you go down that rabbit hole, crazy, crazy wabbit. rabbit hole, <laughs> wabbit hole, you might not come back the same. He's like a very misunderstood person. Yeah. And he's got his issues. But he's which if you're in mopeds, we all have our issues. And like, yeah. I, and that was, that was wrong of me to say, like, I went on some, not stuff I heard, but like, I heard his moped Monday episode, which was intense, <laughs> but like, I, I have to meet crazy Wayne because anybody who actually calls himself crazy Wayne, you, you get a cool kid point in my book anyways. Cause you just own your shit. 
and like yeah, yeah. He, you know what in person um you know f- fuck him up at army but in person he's a total sweetheart um you know but if you disrespect him across him then you got another thing coming he's definitely mm-hmm. a man who's you can see who's have lived a life where people have walked all over him and he's always been the quiet nice guy quiet nice guy. he's really intelligent he is he's and a he, guru he's been his head's been knocked a few times and that's also <laughs> as, the, as i raise my hand like yeah, I, yeah. I, I think about it i'm like haven't i me as well it's what's my major issue um and it's um, something that kind of when you when you have to, you, you don't really understand that all about Wayne's history to understand him. You just see him for face value and the shit that he comes out is just like off the wall. And I now I hear him and I've heard I've heard, heard other people say like bad stories about him, been in line at rallies and and hear people talking smack about him. And it's like kind of those things like I'm like, well, you know, he probably was offended. And I'm not trying to defend him, but you have to really know him and know what, where he's coming from when he says things. And he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder now um, about certain things. Like what Matt said, if you don't show him respect, because he's been, he was, he's like way older than us and been in dealing with our bullshit. No one wanting to pay to get a ride or get their bike fixed. And then having their dad call him and him just having to be a babysitter that you have to like kind of understand that about him. And then you have to have the wherewithal to follow his mind in the places that he goes. Like, I wish I could show you, we go down to the shop and I could show you the pipe that we built for the Hobbit. And it was just the fucking out there. I want to see this pipe in its fruition. Matt's like, I don't know what's going to, I'm like afraid to call Wayne and be like, what would you do now? You know, (laughs) as you talk about Wayne, I I feel like that scene in Ghostbusters, the guy's either certified genius or a complete wacko who designed the building. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, and, and that's, and Mel, I think you're teaching us all a good lesson in mopeds. Like, and this is, and that was, like I said earlier, that was wrong of me to even just kind of bust Wayne's chops because I don't know Wayne. Wayne doesn't know me. Um, yeah. But like I was taught a long time ago, I had some great parents, like never go on what you hear about people, go on how people treat you. And like, yeah. if you look in, in life, I think we all know this. If you look, if you turn enough stones over or turn one stone over, you're going to find dirt on anybody because people are human so like and i don't fucking care what people say about this that or the other thing like i have many friends in my life that people like oh you like him but it's like dude but they've always been cool to me so like i'm sorry you had a bad experience yeah but yeah Yeah. so now that you say you're building pipes with crazy wayne like i really want to see this like i've got to see this at some point um i'm gonna have to in the next calendar year watch out i will probably be out there like knocking on your door um (laughs) Don't so, worry. We'll we'll yeah. schedule it. We'll schedule it, kids. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where Jim gets tired and the filter and the the inside thoughts become outside thoughts. Um, <laughs> All good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right on, guys. But yeah, um, as we wrap up here, I, I can't thank uh, both Matt and what the hell Mel enough for being on the podcast. Um, don't forget, everybody. This is gonna be our second to last podcast um go ahead check out second chance moped on the facebook groups uh instagram you're gonna find us on every single podcast um 
platform there is because I went to ask my old co-host, like Ashley, who had Brapcast. I'm like, so how do we get this out in the world? She, her short-term memory wasn't there or something. So like I literally loaded it onto anything that I could find and like, yeah. So you want to find us on iHeartRadio, Pandora. Like, I think I'm on there. Like it's everywhere. So uh, but our but our hosting service is SoundCloud, and yeah, I can't thank you two enough. Is there any shout outs you want to do? I'm bringing it back. I'm doing the shout outs. Um, anywhere you want to direct anybody for um, social media? Um, Matt's page. Everyone um, wants to get a hold of Moped Head, and and we we plan to like in the next we, in 2019 we were going to do a rally. And I got in an accident. So then 2020 happened. So we're like, fuck, we need to Is have. Is anything you could talk about on the podcast? Because like I said, with my accident, until everything closed, I really couldn't talk about it. Is there? No, not, not really. Okay, um, it, that's it, cool. It, it... <laughs> um, but no. it's like, we our crews had a, had a lot of like um, of hiccups and mm-hmm. people personal hiccups. And we also lost a crew member. Oh, I'm who... sorry for that. Yeah, and that was a big thing for us. Um, that was a big thing for us when we lost uh, Robbie. And so we've always wanted to have like a memory ride for him. It's something that we kind of would want to do. We started getting all these things ready for rally packs and stuff. And it's kind of like when we need to call out for support, we're, we're going to to be like, hey, we want this rally to happen and try to make it a little bit bigger because Robbie was the kind of person where he would just show up at a rally and make friends with anybody. People wouldn't like us or they would think that we're fucked up because we know this person or that person or they don't really know us. And Robbie always made friends with everybody. And we kind of want to have like the Robbie friendship rally. So um, we're definitely something that we have like aspired to look in the future. And we'll definitely, Matt will probably post it through his page because everyone knows Matt is Moped Head Matt. Um, so Probably that, yeah, yes. uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, Kitchen Crasher with two Ks. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Matt Man Moped Head. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and again, thank you guys so much for coming on. I do want to give one individual a little shout out here. I got an email from him, uh, young Nolan from Detroit. He uh, wrote me a really great email. Kid's 14 years old dude and like digs he got he didn't like he told me he didn't like podcasts until he got into mopeds and then like this one i'm like dude you made my fucking week dude so rock and roll um i love that you guys have had a black cat in the background for so long because i will always mention a few of my things i i find humor i don't give a shit if people find humor or not if you have a black cat Anywhere in your Instagram pages, I will always say I love black cats. And if you are drinking Ham's beer, I'm going to point out that Second Chance, a moped podcast, is recorded for blacks from the original Ham's Brewery. That, yeah. Uh, hey, dude, come out to Minneapolis, come out to Minneapolis, St. Paul. I'll take you to the original Ham's Brewery. They actually make a really good pizza there now. So, like, it's fucking. Yeah, we, we did a ride about two, three weeks ago. Uh, old Will Wizard put through it out there. I let it. Um, and we ended up at the old Ham's Brewery. They make fucking incredible pizza there, which is awesome. And so badass. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's like 
you'll see when you come out you guys um i can't thank you both enough we'll chit chat a little bit afterwards but uh thanks for coming on second chance moped podcast don't forget you two mopeds are dumb yeah mopeds are dumb all right guys (laughs) thanks for coming on Thank <laughs> you.